Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. What a world! Welcome to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Radio's Your Humble Host on The Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, November 17th, 2022. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy. And I want to remind you, before we keep moving and grooving, that The Ocho is presented to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, the jerky that helps fuel our Dallas Cowboys. Righteous Felon Jerky and Biltong are available for Cowboys players at the Ford Center Training Facility, so you can eat what they eat. Each two-ounce bag of jerky has 16 to 20 grams of protein, Biltong 32, and each meat stick appropriately has 8, a.k.a. Ocho, grams of protein. If it's good enough for the Cowboys, it has got to be good enough for you, too. Righteous Felon uses locally sourced, all-natural black Angus beef and prides itself on superior quality, revolutionary branding, and unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offering. If you don't believe me, go to RighteousFelon.com. I promise you have never seen flavors like these. And if you do go to RighteousFelon.com and use discount, Discount code BTB15 at checkout. You will get 15% off your order. That is discount code BTB15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. I highly recommend the Nelson Mandela. I vanquish two bags at a time. I'm serious. Like, I wish I was joking. I eat that much all the time. It is that good. And it's not that many calories. It's wonderful for you. It's protein. Seriously, go check it out. RighteousFun.com, BTB15. All right, people. I don't know when you're listening to this. Uh, the episode goes live on Thursday, uh, once again, November 17th at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. So it's possible you're listening to this in the morning. Maybe you are, you know, I don't know, getting lunch, walking the dog, you know, on the treadmill, whatever. Maybe you're listening on Thursday afternoon, whatever. Maybe you're listening on Friday, Maybe, you know, a little bit tardy, whatever. But if you're listening on Friday, we have several other episodes here on the Blog of the Voice Podcast Network that have dropped. Make sure you do subscribe so you don't miss any of them. Leave a rating, write a review. Those things make us happy. But uh, if you are listening to this next Friday or next Thursday night, two Dallas Cowboys games will have happened between now and then. The Cowboys, of course, visiting the Minnesota Vikings, the 8-1 and Minnesota Vikings, on Sunday afternoon. And next Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, my son's first birthday, my wife and I are very excited. The Dallas Cowboys hosting the New York, once again, good at football giants. Um... That's a lot of action. I mean, think about it. Over the next seven days, uh, I feels like uh, the movie The Ring, right? Seven. Oh, wait, 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 no, she didn't say seven. What was it? Um, I forgot what she said in the movie. It was seven, right? I forgot what she said, but you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, over the next seven days, the Cowboys going to play an 8-1 and one team on the road and then host a 7-2 and two team, and we'll see what the Giants look like. I think they're going to be 8-2 and two personally. Um, so in all likelihood, the Cowboys are going to play eight win teams over the span of five days. That's pretty crazy when you think about it. Um, and the next seven to 10 days are essential 
I mean, they, they are massive. They are of the highest level of magnitude. Pop, pop, if you know what I'm talking about. I love you. Um, the next seven to ten days are critical for the Dallas Cowboys. In fact, that's what I'm going to title the episode. And I don't mean critical um, like, you know, one extreme or the other, right? Like if the next five days or five, five days, the next week um, doesn't go well for the Cowboys, the season is not over. It will feel that way on the internet, but it will not be over. Um, but the next seven to 10 days, and I, I include 10 because I want to include next weekend, um, can really kind of change the fabric of the way that not just the NFC East, but the way that the NFC as a whole looks, obviously, because the Cowboys are playing the Vikings. And so it is very possible that over the next seven days, we go from feeling kind of about the Cowboys to feeling oh, yeah, about the Cowboys. And that over the next 10 days, we're talking about, you know, right now, a team that's, you know, floating around wildcard range. I say floating, they're firmly in wildcard range. But over the next 10 days, we could be talking about a team with a very clear path towards the number one seed in the NFC. And look, you know, I'm not going to sit here and talk to you about the Vikings. We have a lot of shows here uh, that are focusing on that. Connor Livesey had a great conversation with Arif Hassan on Wednesday on Talk on the Star. Uh, and other girls are going to get into on Girls Talking Boys. I know Danny Phantom and Rabble Rouse are going to preview um, you know, the game as well. So you'll get a lot of Cowboys-Vikings-specific conversation. I want to look a little bit beyond that. All right. As of now, by the way, I'm not that concerned about this game. That's, that's my one thought. Um, the Cowboys blew a 14-point lead, right? And that's troubling, right? But they had a 14-point lead, right? Like, <laughs> I think that's something that we kind of forget when we talk about teams that blow big-time leads. And and similarly, you know, I was really hard on the Buffalo Bills on the SB Nation NFL show on Monday. Um, I host a couple of shows over there. If you like listening to football or NFL podcasts, um, that is a different feed. Um, certainly would appreciate it if you subscribe there. You can hear me on Mondays and Fridays. I do a show on Friday with Brandon Gowton, who you hear me chat with every Wednesday here on the NFC's Mixtape. I, I do a lot of podcasting. That isn't obvious. But um, Something that, that is sort of lost in the fold of, of the, the greatness that the Minnesota Vikings exemplified this past Sunday afternoon is that they were down, right? Like they, they were losing that game significantly to the Buffalo Bills. And if not for some critical errors by Josh Allen, two interceptions and a fumble at the goal line, you know, this is a very different conversation. And I don't want to take anything away from the Vikings because a win is a win is a win is a win. And they deserve all the credit in the world for that. But just... Just the same way it's worth remembering that the Cowboys had a 14-point lead on the road against the uh, excuse me against the Green Bay Packers, who I know or whatever. Um, I think they'll win tonight, by the way. And then if you think they're annoying now, wait till they've won two in a row, one of those wins being in primetime. Um, although the other game might as well have been in primetime with like a billion people that watched it. Um, but just the way the Cowboys were up by 14, the Vikings were down. I mean, it, you, you don't have to butterfly affect the events of the last week all too much to, to have a a seven and two Cowboys team visiting a seven and two Vikings team. You get what I'm saying? Um, this just happens to be the way that, you know, the proverbial ball bounced um, in the timeline and the, the, you know, the, the sector of the multiverse that we're living in. Um, and I think that's exemplified in a lot of the data. The Cowboys are, are favored depending on where you look, you know, 1.2 points, one and a half points um, in, in terms of how DraftKings Sportsbook is looking at this at the time that I'm putting this together about 8 PM central time on Wednesday. Um, I, you know, I, I think one of the more valuable metrics in the NFL or NFL evaluation is, is Football Outsiders DVOA metric. The Dallas Cowboys are fourth overall, and you've heard me talk about this a lot this season. The Minnesota Vikings are 17th overall, and if you look at the Cowboys, they're second defensively, they're third on special teams, and something I've harped on a lot is you know, they're kind of rising still on offense. Right, They're the 12th ranked offense specifically by DVOA, and we know that they've been disappointing for a lot of this season. The Minnesota Vikings, and I believe in them, I picked them to win the Super Bowl. But they are 17th offensively. Dallas is 12th. They are 19th defensively. Dallas 
is second. They are 25th in special teams. Dallas is third. So really not that worried. And I'm not trying to count my chickens before they hatch, but I have a lot of confidence that the Cowboys are going to win this game. And I was already feeling confident, but the way Trayvon Diggs spoke about Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson when I sat down with him earlier this week on a bonus episode of our BTB interview series, you can hear that uh, if you go back in your feed or you can watch that interview uh, on our YouTube channel. I just really kind of trust them to get this done, and I really trust them to kind of hunker down and, and get it done next week as well. I, I think that a week from today, you know, contingent upon the time you're listening to this, I think we are talking about an 8-3 and three football team, and they'll get that mini-buy before hosting the fraudulent Indianapolis Colts. So let's take a look at the rest of the division because that's where the the seven to ten day window, um, you know, comes into play. The Philadelphia Eagles lost on Monday night. We all know they currently lead the division. They visit those Colts on Sunday afternoon. This particular Sunday, um, I think they're going to win, right? Like I, I know that there are a lot of you who are like, I don't know. Look, they're going to win. Right? There's, I mean, I would love to be wrong, but they are going to win that game. They host the Green Bay Packers next Sunday night. So that's Sunday night football. You'll get the whole Sunday afternoon um, after the family leaves or whatever you, maybe you still have some leftovers. I don't know how that would be possible. Um, and, and you just, you know, maybe some, some pecan pie, whatever, pumpkin pie, you, you kind of get to enjoy that Sunday stress-free again, especially if the Cowboys do win these next two games, uh, you'll be kicking it on easy street. Um, but uh, the Eagles host the Packers next Sunday. That is the night primetime game on NBC. And that's important because the Green Bay Packers play today. So the Green Bay Packers, at least if you're listening to this on Thursday, the Green Bay Packers, Packers, excuse me, you say Packers and play back to back. Sounds like Plackers. Um, The Green Bay Packers host the Tennessee Titans tonight. We all think they're going to win that game. All right. So the Green Bay Packers are currently four and six. They're going to get to five and six. It's going to be a lot of chatter. They've won two in a row. I told you it's going to be annoying. That's a mini buy. It's a mini buy for Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur. I know we hate them whatever i it's it's kind of funny how this week eagles fans are kind of torn like what do i root for you know that was something brandon talked about on the mixtape do, do eagles fans root for the vikings to beat the cowboys and, and squash dallas or do they root for the cowboys to squash the vikings and give philly more room for the number one seed in the nfc it's an interesting kind of proposition it won't be the same thing but next sunday night will be a little bit interesting in, in terms of an emotional battle for us you know rooting for green bay over philadelphia it's an easy choice to root against philly obviously uh, but it's not fun to root for the packers that being said um i think philly's gonna lose that game the, the more i sit here and talk myself into it i think that over the next 10 days that's the the timeline we're looking at here like like we said the name of the episode i think at the end of this stretch at the end of week 12 because we're in week 11 the Dallas Cowboys will be 8-3, and three, and the Philadelphia Eagles will be 9-2. and two. And we'll get to week 13 in a moment, but let's kind of look at the rest of the division. So we're counting on the Cowboys beating the Giants next Thursday on Thanksgiving Day. But this week, the New York Giants host the Detroit Lions. Look, I know the Lions have some cute energy to them. I don't think they're losing that game, you know, the, the Giants at least. I, I know that, you know, we, we all think, and, and every metric kind of reflects again that there are some you know, they're, they're kind of playing above expectation. DVOA isn't too kind to them. Odds makers aren't too kind to them. Um, you know, and, and I don't think that's, that's not an insult to the giants. Plus this Cowboys team already beat them. Right. So, but either way, they're still a, a better team than the Detroit lions. And so I think the Cowboys host an eight and two team. And then I think they get the season sweep over New York on Thanksgiving day. So I think both New York and Dallas are eight and three as of next Thursday night, next Friday morning, when you're hopefully buying or purchasing a new electronic device, whatever the case may be. Um, so we've got two eight and three teams, and then we've got Philly falling on Sunday night to fall to nine and two. What about Washington, though? You know, Washington, I, I think, is certainly in the mix um, when it comes to wild card contention in the NFC. 
but I, I think that we can count them out of the division race, right? They're, they're definitely a would-be playoff team, but this this division is going to come down to one of the top three teams. And so Washington, though, 5-5, five and five, they visit the Houston Texans on Sunday afternoon. That's an easy win. That gets them north of 500. And then next Sunday, host the Atlanta Falcons, who look terrible, right? So it's not <laughs> it's it's not hard to see the, the, the commanders winning two in a row. And as they are 5-5, five and five, that would put them at 7-5. and five. So to be very clear here, at the end of next week, this 7-10 to 10 day window that we're talking about here, um, we have in a divisional order, division standings, the Philadelphia Eagles would be 9-2. and two. This is, these, I say we, you know, talking, you know, I think I speak for you, right, like you and me. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles would be 9-2 and two entering week 13. The Dallas Cowboys would be in second place, having swept the Giants, and would be 8-3. and three. The New York Giants themselves would also be 8-3, and three, but in third, obviously. And the Washington Commanders would be 7-5. and five. So what's next? What comes after that? Because something that I don't think has been said enough, and I brought this up on the roundtable on Tuesday night. After these next two games, all right, the Dallas Cowboys will have played 11 games on the season. That means they will have six remaining. That's how math works, right? Of their six remaining games, the Dallas Cowboys, four of them <laughs> are against the AFC South. Four of, four of their final six games are against what we all agreed on the roundtable, at least, was the worst division in the NFL. That is a huge, huge piece of information relative to this whole divisional race here. So we have entering week 13, if my predictions are to be correct, and why wouldn't they be? I'm obviously super smart. Um, the Dallas Cowboys would be 8-3, and three, coming off Thanksgiving, so mini buy, getting ready to host the Indianapolis Colts. Like I said, I do not believe in the Colts whatsoever just because they beat the Raiders. So we've got Dallas at 8-3, and three, getting ready to host the Colts. We have, oh, I'm, I'm not going in order anymore, but we have Philly at 9 and 2 getting ready to host the Tennessee Titans. I think that's still a win for them too. I think they get to 10 and, and 2 on the season. And the New York Giants host the Washington Commanders. So you would have the 8 and 3 Giants hosting the 7 and 5 Commanders. I'll give that win to the Giants and then the Commanders finally go on their bye, but this is a really my, my point here is at the end of next Sunday, it's very possible that Dallas is just one game back of the Philadelphia Eagles. I know that that has, it, the, the lead has felt so much larger than that, right, for the last few weeks. And I think there's just some sort of like psychological bit to it, right, when 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 a team is undefeated, even though, you know, Philadelphia was 8-0 uh, entering this week or this past week, I should say, and Dallas was 6-2. and And I know that the margin is, is technically only two games or two and a half if you count the fact that, that Philly won. But still, the numerical advantage was just two games. But it feels bigger, right? But at the end of next Sunday, it is very, very, very possible that as Sunday Night Football wraps up and Melissa Stark is interviewing Aaron Rodgers talking about how he persevered and the Packers are not dead and blah, blah, blah. We're all super annoyed that the Philadelphia Eagles are only one and a half games up on the Cowboys, with the Cowboys having four games remaining against the AFC South. If you're curious uh, what what comes next, I mean, this, you know, after Dallas hosts the Indianapolis Colts, again, they, the Cowboys, that is a really, really, the beginning of December is so friendly to Dallas. Entering the Philadelphia game, let's look at that as, as we wrap up here. We're coming out of Thanksgiving, right? So first Sunday after Thanksgiving, or first game after Thanksgiving for Dallas is Indianapolis at home. That's to start the month of December off. They have three AFC South games in a row. Indianapolis and Houston at home, and then on the road in Jacksonville. Those are the three games they get in the lead up to the Eagles on Christmas Eve. I mean, what softer entrance could you ask for? So we're, we're saying 
because again, we're, we're all speaking for each other here. We're saying that Dallas is a game and a half back with those three games getting ready to host the Eagles, Indianapolis, Houston, at Jacksonville. What do the Eagles have in that same stretch of time? The Eagles, after they host the Packers next week, they host the Tennessee Titans, and then they are at the New York Giants and at the Chicago Bears. Is it impossible that they lose one of those games? I think some of you are listening and saying, they could lose two of them, right? If they lose one of those games, all of a sudden, oh my goodness gracious, the Cowboys have an opportunity to leapfrog the Eagles on Christmas Eve. It's there. The writing is there. The possibility is there. But it all hinges on the next seven to 10 days going a certain way. Once again, if the next seven to 10 days from at least the perspective of what the Cowboys can control, don't go Dallas's way. The season is not over. They're still very much in contention to be a wildcard team. 538 has the Cowboys playoff odds in terms of being just a playoff team, which a wildcard secures as over 99%. This team is going to the playoffs. It just remains to be seen what happens if they do win the division or not. And if the Cowboys leapfrog the Philadelphia Eagles, we're, we're, we're counting on that happening, right? We're saying that Cowboys are going to win their next two games. That gives them a win over the Minnesota Vikings. Right now, the Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles are the two teams to beat as far as the you know number one seed in the NFC is concerned, right? If, if this goes the way we're saying, the way we're just kind of pontificating, you know, we're, we're, we're throwing stuff at the wall here. It is not impossible by any stretch of the imagination that as of Christmas Eve night, right, that's a Saturday after Dallas, we're now living in this world where Dallas beats Philadelphia, overtakes them. It is in no way impossible that Dallas wakes up Christmas Day as the number one seed in the NFC. That is all very much still in play, very much alive. It is not impossible. Don't let anybody lie to you. Let's just do it. Let's just, let's just do it. Let's just, let's just get crazy. Let's do it. Let's just do this thing, all of us together. I love you all so much. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's time to go. It's time to wrap this thing up. Uh, once again, RighteousFelon.com. Use discount code BTB15 for 15% off your order. Um, I hope you do it. I hope you get the Nelson Mandela because it will change your life. Thank you so much for hanging out with me, everybody. Later on today, you have a new episode of Riled Up with Roy White and Tom Ryle. As noted earlier tomorrow, you have new episodes of Girls Talking Boys with Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray and the Star Seminar with Danny Phantom and Rabble Rouser. Tomorrow, though, Jess Navarro's will get your day started with Dallas Cowboys Daily the way she did earlier today. And Saturday, last show of the week before uh, you know Cowboys visit the Minnesota Vikings, the world's team with Meg Murray and Paul Stewart. And then after the Cowboys beat the Vikings on Sunday afternoon, Hang out with me live on the Black and the Boys YouTube channel for our live post-game show, also presented to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. I hope you have the best day ever. I really do. I hope you have the greatest day of all time. I hope, I hope that you, when this day is all said and done, that you look back at what you think was the greatest day of all time. You're like, that day had nothing on today. I hope this is the greatest day that you have ever had. You know why? Because you deserve it. I love you all. We'll see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. 
And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA.